Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. So Chelsea and I are bringing the word this morning. I'm really excited to be speaking with Chelsea this morning. Yeah, Dad's at home. <laughs> yes, he's uh, Hi, having Dad. his first Sunday at home on the couch. So shout out to Pastor Stephen at home on, on the couch. <laughs> we so we're going to talk about today title of our message is the stuff I didn't choose <laughs> the stuff I didn't choose we all have um stuff in our life that happens that that we didn't choose mm. and what and what do we do with that yeah how do we reconcile that so yeah yeah we, we're going to look at the life of um Joseph mm-hmm. I spoke about Joseph to chosen youth a few weeks ago and I was just telling mum about the message and said, I think that our whole church could do with, you know, learning from the life of this man and his story. Yeah. Because it is an astounding one. I've read the, the story of Joseph so many times. <laughs> I said yeah. it's because I've tried to read the Bible start to finish so many times and I keep restarting. That, that's right there So at that's the beginning. why <laughs> I've read it so many times, really. Yeah. <laughs> because it's a good story. So it's from it Genesis... Is. 37 to 50, if you feel like reading his whole story in your own time. But we could mm. just give a quick rundown yeah. of the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So Joseph had, had a lot of stuff go on in his life, particularly in the early years that he had no control over. Mm. And we all, we all have a file in the story of our life, don't we, that yeah. contains the stuff that we had no control over, mm. the, the choices that... Uh, other people made on our behalf mm. or the things that other people did to us or just circumstances that happened out of the blue yeah. that we put into that file that says that the things that I didn't choose, the things that I had mm. no control mm. over. And, um, yeah, Joseph had had a lot of those things happen His to him. His file would have been large. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. The things he didn't choose. Yeah. Yeah. So much of his life mm. he didn't choose from a very early age. Well, like he was, he was loved and he was favoured by his father. Yeah. And then his brothers decided that they didn't like that. They were jealous. They were jealous. Mm. And so like every good sibling rivalry, they decided to sell him. <laughs> yeah. That's I what you do with the, the spoiled sibling. Yeah. <laughs> can't say I ever tried to sell Bridie <laughs> or leave her in a pit to die. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad about that. But I guess that's what happens when there's, it's like the pet pack mentality of 11 brothers perhaps mm, mm. perhaps that happens 11 older brothers yes but yeah so he ends up in being a slave in the house mm. of Potiphar mm. and then his wife takes a liking to Joseph yeah he's he was only 17 when his brothers Ooh. sold him he was he was just a teenager yeah 17 years old when his, his brothers sold him off to some traveling salesmen and said let's get rid of him mm. tell dad that he died Mm. It's an intense story. Yeah. And so then the years of life of Joseph's life progress by being owned by mm. other people. Yeah. He's you know, he has obligations that mm. he never chose in this new role or yeah. this new life for him. Um, he ends up in prison mm. because of accusations that weren't true. And yeah. then finally after interpreting the dream for Pharaoh, mm. he um he ends up in charge of, like, he's second in charge. Yeah. Which is 
a big deal. Yeah. So it's a big turnaround story. That's the short synopsis. That's, that's the short, yeah. Yes. The condensed version of a, a yeah. very long story that covers quite a few chapters. Yeah. Um, but but you think you think about you know when he was approached by Potiphar's wife mm. because she'd taken a liking to him and she mm. she wanted to go to bed with him and he said no. You think well he's he's been taken away he's been removed from his family mm. he's been taken to a foreign country he still chose to do the right thing even when yeah. nobody was looking. Yeah. This was a a nation that didn't honor God didn't mm. fear God. And he st- still said, I'm, I'm not going to dishonour my God yeah. when she continually approached him mm. and, tr- and tried to seduce him. Who would have really known if he didn't make yeah. that choice? Yeah. He, didn't, he di- wasn't accountable to anybody. He yes. had nobody watching him yeah. except he knew that God was watching mm. him and mm. he had that honour for God in his heart and he said, no, I'm, gonna, I'm still going to make the right choices. I don't understand why I'm here. I don't yeah. understand why I ended up here, but I still mm. know what's right. Yeah. And I'm going to choose yeah. what's right. And Absolutely. Yeah, and that's a, f- a foundation throughout his life that he continued to make good choices. Mm. Mm. Yeah, and I think, like, I guess if we ever find ourselves in a situation similar to Joseph, I can't imagine that we would, like, exact circumstances. Mm. Not, I don't think any of us are going to be sold into slavery, but... Perhaps we we do feel like we've had years of our life that have traversed without us making a single decision to Mm. be where we are. Mm. And I think the temptation for us could be to say, if God is actually in control of my life, then why is this happening? And we might question if we're still in the will of God. Mm. And so I think a desperation comes out of that way of thinking that says, I will do anything to get out of this Mm. because it's painful. It doesn't make sense. i maybe don't feel the presence of God here. So I will do anything to get out of this, to Mm. get a leg up, to feel like I'm achieving something. Mm. Where I guess Joseph had that that opportunity Mm. with Potiphar's wife. He, you know, he could have seen the opportunity, like I might find favour here. Mm. I'll be, you know, I'll I'll probably be brought up in the Mm. ranks Mm. just because I'm finding favour with someone in leadership. Um, But the truth was, and we know now, like seeing the, full story of Joseph played out that God was with him Mm. God did have a will through his entire journey in that for all of those years and so it was really just doubt or it's really just doubt that says if God is actually in control Mm. then should your life really look like Mm. this where we can have trust in God and we can say you know what I'm just going to stay faithful to him I'm going to stay faithful to what I know I believe about my God. And yes. so, yeah, yeah. the Holy Spirit is a beautiful guide in mm. seasons like that mm. where we can ask him, yes, is this right. how it should look? And it might look terrible, but he might say it's okay. Mm. He might say it's all right, I've got a plan in this. So That's right. Yeah. Yeah. There was, there was one line in one of the songs we sang this morning where it says that the Spirit speaks truth when we can't find it. Mm. He speaks truth when nothing else makes sense. Yeah. In our own rationale, we can't find truth in certain seasons mm. of our life because it's not what we imagined. It doesn't look like how yeah. we imagined. Yeah. Maybe we're not where we wanted to be at this point in our life. Mm-hmm. It doesn't add up in our heads. 
but but like you just said if we if we ask God to reveal his purpose mm. his truth yeah. in that season yeah. then he can speak truth when we can't find it when we yeah. have no idea what's going on yes and i know that we don't have we don't have a high regard for the seasons that we don't choose mm. because in a, in our western culture we're so big on choice yeah we think that yeah. choice equals freedom mm. and so if we we feel like we're out of control then if it's something we didn't choose then we don't usually like it yeah we usually feel out of control and freaked out um but it but it's often when I look back over my life and I see those seasons where I didn't have a lot of um, control or choice it's often those seasons where God really forges mm. some some depth in yeah. into you because yeah. you have nothing else to really clutch onto except for him mm. you have nothing else that's really steadfast or reliable in those seasons apart from him yeah and so they can be such amazing seasons of growth and really digging deep into your relationship with God yeah and a lot of a lot of character, a lot of spiritual backbone actually comes out of those seasons that we didn't choose. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's important for us to, as believers, decide that we're going to find value in those seasons mm. and not mm. just endure them for the sake of, you know, coming yeah. to the end of them. Yeah. But being... I like to think of it as being a spiritual sponge mm. where I'm ready to soak up whatever God has for me in a season. Yeah. And I'm until I'm soaked up, like the season I think will continue. Mm. Or like I don't want to miss a season. I don't want to just endure a season and, and choose to not soak up anything from it. Yeah. And then get to the end and say, oh, I'm so glad that I survived it when God had more. More for you. Yeah. yeah. And God had more in that season. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess like like Joseph, we can take from his example mm. to stay faithful to God mm. and stay faithful to what we believe. Yeah. Keep yeah. our moral standard. Yeah. That's it. Decide I am this is the person I'm going to be yeah. through good seasons and bad seasons. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be a praiser. Mm. I'm going to be a prayer. Yeah. I'm going to speak well of my God mm. and well of his plans for my life. Yeah. And that's yeah. what it looks like regardless of the external that's circumstances. Right. Yeah. That's a challenge in half. It is a challenge. <laughs> Easier said than done. It is a challenge. Absolutely. Yeah. And when 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 you look at, at Joseph and his, you know, he went through that whole deal where he got thrown in prison for a few years, mm. um, where he helped, you know, helped a couple of guys out and he said, remember me? And yeah. then, you know, the cupbearer forgot all about him and so mm. he was there for longer than, than he wanted to be and then he finally got out and um, – but he was listening to God the mm. whole time because, mm. you know, God was able to speak to him and, and reveal um, the key to the Pharaoh's dream. Yeah. Which is, you know, what, what eventually got him into another position of, of authority. Mm. But, and then his brothers arrived on the scene because they had to come to Egypt because of the drought to get grain. Yeah. And Joseph, you know, when he was confronted with the, those the, his family members that mm. had hurt him mm. so deeply, um, he wasn't like, oh, hang on, guys, you know, I need to uh, go and talk to God about this. I, yeah. ne- I need to get some counselling. I need to – I don't know how I'm going to deal with seeing you again. Yeah. It's like, no, he, yeah. he'd already allowed 
God to do that work yes. in his heart. He, yeah. He'd already had his mourning turned into dancing. Yeah. He'd already had his sorrow turned into joy. He'd already dealt with mm. his past so that he could actually legitimately yeah. receive them with joy and he yeah. was he was genuinely happy yes. to see them yeah. he was he was so happy to be reunited with his brothers mm. even though they they'd wronged him so much mm. and um yeah i just i just think about him locked up in prison mm. and how he would have had those conversations with God about why am I here yeah and and I believe that would have been a time of healing for mm. him you know where, when it was just him stuck with his thoughts yeah and and the presence of God yeah and how am I going to reconcile everything that has gone on yes. in my past yeah. and um but then God was able to release his future out of that mm. so if we don't reconcile our past, then then we can't be released into our future. Yeah. And I, I feel like um, the Holy Spirit was showing me this morning that, you know, Joseph was locked up in prison mm. and I believe that's where a lot of his, his healing and his mm. surrender to God really would yeah. have taken place. Yeah. Because he would have had to come to that point where he's like, God, I don't understand. I don't yeah. understand why I'm here, but I, but I just surrender to you. I, whatever you want to do, God, mm-hmm. I surrender to you. And, and I feel like, you know, he was locked up in prison. We're, we're in lockdown. And I, I feel like there's some people right now that you're, you're at home a lot and you're stuck with your thoughts. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, things, things from your past that maybe you thought you dealt with or you've just pushed them aside and used busyness as a coping mechanism because that's what we do, don't we? Yeah. We just get yeah. busy and we think if I just ignore it, it won't bother me. Mm. But when we're in lockdown, we you know, a lot of that stuff can start to come back because we're at home, our thoughts, we're at home alone with our thoughts. We're not as busy as we usually mm. are. But I just want to encourage you that God only allows things to come to the surface so that he can heal them and so that he can bring wholeness and so that he can resolve our past so that he can then release us Mm. into the future, into Mm. our future. So, you know, you might be wondering why is all this stuff coming up again? I thought I dealt with that. I thought I was okay with that. I thought that was over. And it's just the Holy Spirit saying, I want you to look at this, maybe this la- this bit of residue, you mm. know, from, from your past that's still in your heart and I want you to release it to me so that I can heal it once and for all, so yeah. that I can deal with it once and for all. And when we come to that place of surrender, mm. that's when healing can really, can mm. really take place, mm. isn't it? Yeah. Mm. And I think I, I have the same sense when I read. So it's found in... There's sort of two times where Joseph gets to offer grace to his brothers. Mm. First when the father comes with them, but then once the father dies again. Mm. Because I think so the first time can be found in Genesis 45, mm. 4. Joseph reveals himself because obviously he's grown up a lot since he was 17. And so he has to actually tell them, I'm your brother Joseph. He was probably also wearing lots of like Egyptian mm, makeup. Yeah. and It had been 20 years. Yeah, yeah. So he'd grown from a boy to a man. Yes. Yeah. So it says, I, he says, I am your brother Joseph, and now 
Do not be distressed and do not be angry with yourselves for selling me here because it was to save lives mm. that God sent me ahead of you. Mm. And so they, you know, that there's this big reunion and you can just sense that Joseph is at peace. Mm. He's not been waiting for this reconciliation mm. to find his wholeness. Yeah. He's found it before. Already. Yeah. And so I, I was thinking about it and I was like, what is it? And I had the word premeditated come to mind. Mm. And we associate this with crime. <laughs> this premeditation is like a bad thing. Mm. But I think we can think about like if I'm able to premeditate on something, mm. if I come up with a premeditated conclusion, then I can have grace yeah. for situations yeah. that could have potentially been explosive. Mm. And so I think Joseph would have really and God would have worked with him on it making sure that bitterness and grace weren't trying to grow at the same in the time same, in yeah, his heart. same soil. Yeah, yeah. God, was, God would have been sifting through mm. things with him, sifting mm. through those attitudes, sifting through, you know, I think it was there were certain brothers mm. that were eager to get rid of him and some that showed mm. grace and mm. some were like, oh, maybe, I think it was Reuben in the end that was um, really played like an mm. integral role mm. in in the reconciliation but yeah so there would have been his faces of his brothers mm. in his mind yeah saying I could never forgive them yeah I, how could they do that to mm. me I was their younger brother mm. you know that all of meant this to protect me yeah all yeah. of this um justification mm. on feeling bitter and feeling angry yeah. but God had freedom beyond that yeah for him and mm. so I just yeah I recognized that he couldn't have been bitter mm. And God able to heal his heart. Like no. he had to let go of yeah. that. Yeah. He had to let go of his frustration and his um, self-justification and yeah. everything like that mm. and instead choose the healing. Mm. Yeah, when, when you think about 20 years went by, mm. that could have been 20 years of him growing very angry, very yes. hard and very bitter yes. of just one one hurt, one offence on top of another. Mm. Or it, or it was 20 years of him surrendering to God mm. and allowing God's grace and peace to be yeah. released in his life. So it yeah. could have gone one way or the other. Yes. And, it, and it's the same with us, isn't it? Mm -hmm. when, when someone wrongs us or something happens in our childhood or, or our teenage years that we didn't choose. Yep. As we get older, it can either be a build-up of offence and hardness of heart, mm -hmm. or it can be a journey of surrender, yep. a journey of trust, a journey of allowing God to release grace and truth and love mm -hmm. through us. Mm -hmm. so, and it all comes down to our choice, what we yep. choose, whether we choose healing or whether we choose hardness. Yeah. Mm. And I think when we get tested by people and by circumstances, we have a sense of what, of how we're going to respond. Mm. If we're the kind of people that say, if they, if they do that one more time, I'm mm. never going to forgive them mm. again. Mm -hmm. Or that's it, they've lost my trust. Mm. Or like people know not to cross me. Mm. It's very definite language that mm. we're using. It is. To confine yeah. our heart to a certain path. To protect ourselves. Yeah, that we've yeah. committed to mm. before ever being hurt mm. really mm. or before a hurt ever taking place we've decided how we're going to respond yeah yeah 
And I think God invites us to something bigger than that. He, do, he does because <laughs> essentially we don't have to protect our own. I mean, we have to guard our heart. Yeah. But, but we can't ever pr- completely protect our heart from yes. being hurt by putting walls up because that just shuts out so much joy, so much love, mm. so many relationships that God wants us to enjoy. Mm. Whereas he, he is the protector and healer of our heart. Yeah. So it, in an effort to protect ourselves, we shut ourselves off from the, the love and the joy mm. and all the good things that mm. he has for us. Yeah. But if we surrender to him and say, God, I'm going to love and I'm going to live the way that you've called me to love and live. Yeah. And if I get hurt along the way, you're my healer. Yes. You're the one that restores yes. my soul. Yep. I can't do that for myself. Mm-hmm. I can't find healing in my own head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. you know, we love and live and enjoy life and, and he's the one that protects us, heals us, restores us along the way. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I guess in this time, because it does feel like I was talking to someone this week and I said it feels like everyone's got stuff right mm. now. Mm. Everyone's got stuff that's yeah. coming to the surface. Yeah. And I don't think it's a coincidence mm. that spiritually God's stirring something yeah. to to bring things to the surface mm. when we have time, mm. when we like more time than yeah. usual. Yeah. Or maybe you don't, maybe you feel like this time of lockdown has put more pressure on you. You feel mm. like things are completely out of your hands. And so without the comfortability of routine and everything mm. like that, mm. it's all a loss. It's all yeah. out of your hands. Yeah. Um, I think God just knows what he's doing right now mm. and he's teaching us a new way. Yeah. To live. He's definitely teaching us flexibility mm. in mm-hmm. in letting go of our plans. Yeah. yeah. And saying, you know what? I actually have no idea what tomorrow holds. Mm. It could be another snap lockdown. Yeah. It could be, <laughs> you know, and so we're really learning to live day mm. to day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and just trust. and yeah, and just saying like one thing that I said to the youth the other night was this story teaches me that I can too have a perspective like Joseph that says Mm. even if it's completely out of my control, Mm. it doesn't mean that it's not in God's control. He knows what he's doing. He's sovereign over it all. He does. So, yeah, yeah, there's there's comfort in that. Mm. And I think while God is allowing stuff Mm. to be brought to the Mm. surface and maybe we're not choosing Mm. for it and maybe it's looking a bit ugly and Mm. messy and we're trying to shove it all back Mm. down to keep a a brave face, we can't do it on our own. Mm. We can't Mm. sort through it and find healing and find peace alone. We have to allow the Prince of Peace Mm. to come and guide us through it. And the comforter. Yeah. Yeah. Only he can Mm. as well. That Mm. song this morning, no one else Mm. but you. Mm. That's right. Yeah. And, And can I encourage you? If that's you at the moment, um, I, f- I feel like there's there's some young people, you know, maybe in your 20s and some stuff went on in your childhood. Mm. Often often st- trauma that happens in our childhood doesn't come to the surface until we're in our 20s or 30s and you think, oh, why is it all? I thought I was okay. Why is it all coming mm. up now? But, but it's the grace of God because, you know, we don't want that coming to the surface in our teenage years because we've got enough going on, haven't we? Yeah. So um, just just trust God if stuff's coming up now that it's the it's the right time where he will mm. equip you 
strengthen you, comfort you and enable you to walk through it Mm. um, and lean into it Mm. because he will give you the courage to walk through it and don't just, you know, shove it down and try and keep yourself busy with other things and fill your head with other things because then you're missing that opportunity for for resolution Mm. and restitution and Mm. um, all that healing that God wants to do in your heart and it's such a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's such a wonderful thing when he he comes and brings a new perspective Mm. and helps us to see our past in a whole new light. Yeah. You know, things that we never understood before, Mm. he can show us that there has been a purpose in our pain. That, you know, there has yeah. been a reason for some of the struggles that we've gone through mm. and he and he is going to turn it around and bring something so beautiful and so good out yeah. of it, which yeah. which brings me to Romans 8, 28. And I know we quote this verse a lot, mm-hmm. but it's because it, it is such an encouragement to us yeah. and um, I think it's going to go up on the screen. I don't have the whole... But it basically says, God, you are able to cause everything to work together. We know that in all things, Mm -hmm. all things past, present and future, God works for the good of those who love him, who've been called according to his purpose. Mm. And Joseph's life is a testimony to that verse, isn't it? And all our lives can be a testimony to that verse, Mm -hmm. that he is so able to turn everything around for good. Yeah. And 2 Corinthians 9, 8 as well. And God is able to bless you abundantly. Yeah. So that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, Mm. you will abound in every good work. Mm. In all things, at all times, having all that you need, Mm. you will abound in every good work. Yeah. So, yeah, we we don't have to be a victim, do we? Yeah. There may have been things that have happened to us that have been out of our control, mm. but we don't have to live with the identity of a victim. Mm. We can live with the identity of, yeah, something happened to me that was yeah. out of my control, but yeah. God turned it around and, and made me victorious mm. and he fights for me and yeah. he heals me. Mm. I guess... Like Jesus came to set captives free. Mm. He said he came to heal the sick like a doctor comes to, mm. to, to heal, heal the sick, to help the sick. And so I think what hurt does and what pain does to us is it, it locks us up and here we are waiting for the person that hurt us or the circumstance mm. that hurt us to come and bring the key Mm. and open the door to set us free. We're waiting for that reconciliation. Mm. We're waiting for that apology. Mm. Mm. But the beautiful thing is that God sets us free from that before we ever get the apology, just in case we never do. Mm. Mm. And I think that there are so many people perhaps that are waiting for an apology, waiting for reconciliation, Mm. waiting for that person to realise what they did to Mm. us. But Jesus comes with the key mm. and he opens every door with the key. He does. And so sometimes I think the doors open mm. and we're still waiting for that person to come yeah. and, and bring their key. Yeah. And Jesus says it's okay they don't have to come. Mm. Like I, I've done the work. Yeah. I've, 
that healing is available for yeah. you. Yeah. And so perhaps there's situations where, you know, like with Joseph, God came to him. Mm. There was a restoration that took place because mm. God is a restorer. Yes. That's who he is. He is. And he's able to restore better than any person yeah. ever can for us. Yes. So, so God came and did a, a first restoration in Joseph's mm. life. And then when the restoration with his brothers came, Joseph responded with grace. Mm. He responded in the truth of God's whole plan mm. and purpose. Mm. And he was able to then extend grace and love yeah. and generosity to them. Yeah. And it wasn't on the spot he decided. Mm. He'd decided beforehand. Yeah, he had. Have it, like, if I ever have the opportunity to see my brothers again, this is how I'm going to respond. And mm. so it was out of that grace and out of that reconciliation mm. with the Father. And I was just, I was reminded of a few times in the Bible where this perspective can be seen. And one of them is in Habakkuk 3, 17 to 19. And I think this really can relate to maybe perhaps the, the lockdown situation. It says, though the fig tree does not bud and there are no grapes on the vines... Though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stall. So it's talking about just desolation and, and there's no promise of harvest or, or provision or anything like that. It says, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God my Saviour. And so there's this foundational truth that even though all the other circumstances of safety mm. have been removed yeah. they're not there there's no promise of provision mm. externally I can still rejoice yeah. in the Lord and again in, in 2 Corinthians 4 7 to 9 it says we are hard pressed on every side but not crushed perplexed but not in despair mm. persecuted but not abandoned struck down but not destroyed mm. and I think all of those, all of those buts is God saying, you know what? You've still got a little bit left. You know what? There's yeah. still more. Yeah. You do feel like this, yeah. but yeah. but I've still got you. Yes. You're still in my hands. Yes. You've, you can still get through this. Mm. And there's a, there's a plan and a purpose mm. beyond it. Mm. Yeah. What the enemy plans for evil, mm. God is able to turn around for good. Mm. So, yeah, it, it might have looked dark there, but yep. he says, but no. Yeah. I will have my way. I will have my purpose in your life. Yeah. I um when I was just thinking about this, I had this sense for people this morning that like Joseph says to the people that have done wrong by him, do not be angry with yourselves mm. for selling me here because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. Mm. And I feel like God wants to show people this morning that perhaps you've been questioning, you know, why do I have to endure this when other people don't? Mm. Why do I have to be in this position? What did I do to get here? Why am I here? And I think God wants to just release a freedom over people to, to say today that he's sent you before spiritually. Mm. Um, there's so many people that he has sent before so that when others come to them in need, when others come to you in need, God has sent you before and you're not questioning what to do. Mm. God has equipped you in that time. He's equipped you in that journey yeah. to then be 
at an elevated place mm. to then extend love mm. and grace mm. and generosity. Yeah. And perhaps even just the perspective that it's all right. You're not alone mm. in this walk. Mm. You're not alone in this. God sent me before to tell you. Yeah. That there's still hope for you. Yeah. That God has a plan for you that's beyond right. this. That's right. And that's a beautiful gift that mm. we get to have mm. that we can then show others yeah. what God has done in our lives mm. and say he can do the same in yours. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That, that testimony, that is the spirit of prophecy that said, hey, mm. if God healed me from, yeah. you know, what, what I went through, he can heal you. And mm-hmm. if God... Um, brought out a good outcome from this in my life he can do the same Mm. for you and Mm. yeah there is there is hope and we are the living testimonies to others yeah um that there is hope yeah and and our confession can be instead of why god why did you allow this or why is this happening to me our confession can be what, what are you going to bring out of this God mm. that is good? What mm. are you going to bring out of this God that yep. is going to testify to others? Yep. What, what good thing are you going to bring out of this circumstance mm. and this situation? And so we can so become true. expectant. Yep. We can be so – our expectation can defy our circumstances. Yep. Our faith can rise above what we can see – because our faith is in what we cannot see, is mm-hmm. the substance of the things that we hope yeah. for. And he is our hope and he is yes. our rock. Yes. And he is the one that is steadfast and true and, and comes through for us again and mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. So that can be our confession no matter um, what what things look like. It can be, God, I'm expectant that you're going to bring something good out of this. Yeah. So I'm expectant that you are building some strength into me. You are building something good in me mm. during this situation. Mm. And, that, and that can be our expectation yeah. and, and our confidence and our declaration. Yeah. And, it, and it's not natural no. to have a declaration like that yeah. when you're going through something yeah. tough. Um, but that's what the Holy Spirit can enable us to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I like to think of it because I'm not very creative when it comes to making food. I love following a recipe because I'm methodical. And I, I think you get that from me. I'm a bit of a, um, yeah, I'm a bit of like a perfectionist. So I'm like, if someone else has gone and they've figured out the way to do this best, mm. then I'll, I'll follow them. Yeah. And yeah. I feel confident yeah. following someone that knows what they're doing. Mm because I feel like I don't. And so in the same way where I might look at a pile of ingredients without knowing the recipe Mm. and say, how could this turn into anything? Or I don't know how to use these ingredients together to make something good. Mm. God's the master chef. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I can't believe I just said master Master chef. chef. (laughs) (laughs) No no endorsement here. Not not sponsored. (laughs) No. But God God we is wish. able to, where we might look at our life and say, how could this become something good? Mm. How, uh, within myself, within my reasoning, I, within my intellect, mm. I have no idea how this could turn into something good. Yeah. But God is able mm. to bring a path forward yeah. so that yeah. so that all of those things can culminate mm. just like in Joseph's life and he he's able to say you know what what you intended for evil mm. God was able to use for good yeah. Yeah. I thought that it was going to be a right mess of things with mm. this you know with this journey of mm. my life but mm. but God was able to come and make something beautiful out of it that's right so I think as long as we're willing to not be controlled by our reasoning yeah 
and say, nah, there's no way mm. that anything good could come from this. Mm. But we we allow God to to take the ingredients yeah. and say, just trust me with it. That's right. Then like, who knows? Yeah. Who knows what he's able to do? Yeah. He's able to do something grand, mm. which is just lovely. And it's and it's that agreement with heaven mm. that is the key yep. to to God's purpose being mm-hmm. the eventual outcome. Yeah. Because if we agree with the lies of the enemy and he comes he loves to come and try and lie to us, mm. you know, when we're in a place that we don't understand. Yeah. Um, if we start agreeing with the enemy, then that's when we start to spiral down mm. into despair and depression. Mm. And that can be a very deep hole to dig back out of Mm -hmm. but if we agree with heaven that yes God is good all the time Mm -hmm. and God is able to bring something good out of anything Mm -hmm. and God is my protector and God is my father and his love for me is pure and his he you know his future for me is good Mm -hmm. if we agree with heaven then that's that's when we see the victory yeah it's that agreement that is so important yes so, yeah, yes. that confession and that agreement yep. is what is so vital mm-hmm. in cooperating with his purposes for us yes. instead of resisting yeah. what, what he's trying to do in yeah. us. It can take a very long time when mm-hmm. we're resisting, 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 mm-hmm. but but we expedite the whole process when we just surrender and say, hey, God, I know mm. you're doing something in this. Yeah, And that's when we see the goodness and and the the strength come mm. out of it. Mm. Mm. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I just want to I think we'll be finishing up. Yeah. But I just want to read part of Isaiah over us today. I just got pointed to this part in Isaiah. I'm going to flick between NIV and the message, so I hope that's okay. I'm just going to read it out over us, but it says, "The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs." In a sun-scorched land. And the message says, I'll give you a full life in the emptiest of places. So it's backwards. Mm. Even in the emptiest Mm. of places, God wants to give us a full life. And he says, and I will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, Mm. like a spring whose waters never fail. Mm. Amen to that. And then the next part in the message, you'll use the old rubble of past lives to build a new rebuild the foundations out of your past mm. foundations out of our past mm. that looked frail and looked yeah. broken yeah god wants to come strong places yes yeah you'll be known as those who can fix anything the master builders mm. the master chefs mm. restore old ruins rebuild and renovate make the community livable again wow what a beautiful picture so of, good. of restoration and wholeness mm. making a community livable again yeah. fresh air yeah Good, good infrastructure, mm, good yeah. architecture, a place yeah. where people can live and prosper. We can use rubble to build mm, something grand mm-hmm. again. Yeah. Love yes. it. Yes. Love it. How good. So good. Yeah. We'll finish, we, we'll finish by praying, praying for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Father. Lord, I, I just thank you for every precious person that's that's watching right now lord lord i thank you that you're always moving that you're always doing something in our hearts and it's always good so i thank you lord for what you're doing in this season 
Lord, for, for what you're doing in this time where, where we're able to spend more time with you, where we're, we're spending more time alone with you, God. And I thank you that you have a purpose and a plan during this time, Lord. And, and it's, Lord, it's to purify your church. Lord, it's, it's to, to heal and it's and it's to bring strength out of the hard places. It's it's to to bring good things out of the pain, Lord. It's to build new foundations where we felt like things have been crumbling. I thank you that you're rebuilding, that you're renovating, that mm. that you're bringing something good and something beautiful yeah. out of out of everything that we we haven't understood mm. in the past, Lord. Yes. And I thank you for your peace for your presence and your comfort, Lord, in in this season and for all the goodness, Lord, that is going to come out of this. You're, you're preparing us for what you have for us mm. in the future. Mm. And we say, do it, Lord. Mm. We say, have your way yes. in our hearts. And we yes. trust you so completely because you're such a good father. Mm. You're such a good father and you never leave us or forsake us. Mm. And your plans for us are always good. Mm. So we thank you, Father, for what you're doing. We thank you for your presence and your comfort in every heart mm. and in every home mm. right now, Lord. Yes, God. You are good, Lord. Yeah. And that is just... going to be our confession. <laughs> yeah. And mm. I just want to pray for anyone this morning that feels like they're in the prison. Mm. They feel like they've been imprisoned because of other people's choices. Mm. And so, Lord, I just pray that you would... Lead us, God, you, in this God. time of feeling like we're captive to something, mm. God. I pray that you would show us what you want to teach us yes. in this time, Lord. God, yes, I thank God. you that there's always freedom in your presence, mm. even when our circumstances might be in closing. So I thank you for your perspective, Lord. I, I pray that you would lead us on a journey mm. of surrendering our hearts, our minds, God, our ways of thinking, our ways of believing, yes, just God. all to you, God, so that you yes. can reshape them and make them beautiful, mm. Lord. And and thank you that sur- surrender is an empowering and freeing thing. Yes. I just pray that all of the um, misconceptions about surrender um, would be healed by your name Jesus and thank you God that you're bringing us into wide open spaces eventually God Mm. and so we just thank you for that thank you for hope invading our beings God so that we can say and see that you are good and you have good things planned for us yeah we just thank you that all of this has been made possible for us through through you Jesus through your life and your Mm. sacrifice and the way that you love us Lord Mm. Thank you, God. Thank you for your love. Yes. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. 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 Hey. Great. It's been great chatting with you guys this morning. Yes. And we love you mm. and we miss you mm. and we're going to see you real soon. Yeah. See you soon. Yeah. Great. Have a good week. Enjoy meditating on this yes. further. Yes. Be blessed. Yeah. Amen. Bye, church. Bye. See you. Have a great week. Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.